Thanks for tuning back into Organic Matters. For those of you that have listened to me some for over 20 years, uh, I do have my opinions. I am not a vegan. I'm not a vegetarian. I lean towards eating more plants and in general eating less, but I'm not. Uh, I'm certainly not a vegan or even probably a good vegetarian. But I have thought about the whole meat thing. And I just think that even though it's a well-intentioned but disastrous solution, it's often offered up that to be climate conscious, you should switch. You should switch from beef on our plates to more chicken. Well, on paper, this brings down an individual's dietary carbon footprint. In practice, this would mean billions more animals will be slaughtered each year, while even more factory farms continue to harm the climate and the environment and all of us in the process. And here I should throw in my opinion because I think to spare animals from suffering, stave off climate change as best we can, and safeguard our food, we need to take factory farming off the table and out of the picture. Much can be debated about the best way to address climate change, but one of its sources is undeniable. The way we produce food, especially meat, spells disaster in long term for our planet. The latest report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC, report underscores that ruminants, meaning animals, that includes, of course, cattle, goats, and sheep, have by far the highest greenhouse gas contribution among all of our food sources. And the World Resources Institute said in its report that without restricting the global rise in meat consumption, particularly beef, limiting global warming to one and a half degrees, that's Celsius, about 2728.8 degrees Fahrenheit, which is critical to avoiding disastrous weather patterns, will probably be impossible. And of course, as a result, now I see tons of articles that call for a switch from beef to less carbon intensive or quote unquote more efficient meats. First one named, of course, is chicken. It is true that per gram of protein, conventional beef uses like 10 times the carbon footprint of chicken. Beef uses 23 times as much farmland and three times as much water for a volume of meat as, as chicken does. The public has heard these numbers and heeded the calls to change. Per capita, U.S. beef consumption declined by nearly a third from the 70s to the year 2017 when it was last measured and has since stayed steady at least, if not dropping even more, according to the USDA. Meanwhile, consumption of chicken more than doubled during this time period and has grown by five pounds per person just in the past five years. However, this consumption shift from beef to chicken is contributing to a crisis of another kind. Approximately, this is an interesting number, taking about 135 chickens must be killed to produce one cow's worth of meat. Got that? More than 9 billion chickens are now killed for meat in this country each year, and all but a super tiny fraction of those spend their entire lives in what I call a CAFO, you've heard me talk about it, confined animal feeding operations or factory farms, which are extremely inhumane and environmentally disastrous, especially the countryside right around them. 
The poultry industry's standard practice set by the handful of companies that control the majority of the entire market is to intensively confine tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of birds in giant open sheds with less than literally one square foot per individual chicken, period. And in addition, artificially breeding birds for extremely fast growth has caused rampant lameness and skeletal problems that make movement for these birds very painful. So these birds spend their lives literally sitting on top of their own ammoniated waste, causing open burns in their feet and, and on their chest. Biologically, they literally, and we know that, feel the same intense pain that a human might if, it was, if you got a burn. A broader shift from beef to chicken will just as a, on the bad side, consign billions more of these birds to really miserable, agonizing lives as long as we let CAFOs exist the way they are today. And another side I haven't even brought up before, swapping beef for chicken, okay, uh, is also a nightmare for the environment. Chicken manure accumulates at a rate, listen to this, 150 tons per chicken house per year, with some quarter of a million now poultry farms in the United States. That adds up, give me some numbers folks, 10 million tons of waste from poultry factory farms each year. Far more than fields can accommodate for any amount of fertilizer, which is how it is generally used, at least in the past. Poultry waste runoff from factory farm storage and fuel applications has been shown and proven to be contaminating the surrounding waters with excess nutrients, especially nitrogen and phosphorus, which of course causes huge dead zones and introduces pathogens like salmonella and staph infections, including those that are now antibiotic resistant. For instance, the Chesapeake Bay, which receives runoff from the high number of poultry farms on the Delmarva Peninsula is extremely polluted and regularly has toxic algae blooms and dead zones, of course, caused by the excessive nitrogens. If more and more beef consumers switch to chicken, that choice will have devastating rippling effects on the communities living near these facilities, whose health, water supply, and quality of life are affected by this ever-increasing pollution source. In my estimation, the most impactful dietary change we can make to reduce our individual impact on animals in the environment is actually to shift from conventionally produced, factory farmed animal products to smaller amounts of more pasture-based meats, eggs, or dairy, and of course, more plant-based protein sources. It's not an all or nothing, folks. The average American could cut their diet-related environmental impacts at least by half, just by eating less meat, eggs and dairy, while sparing animals from, in this case, what I call the cruelties of what we do in the way of factory farming in this country. And if you're like me, you still want some meat in your diet. Uh, for meats that do include animal products, swapping uh, pasture-raised products for even a couple of the meals each week will go a long way if we can all do it. Animals raised on pasture naturally spread their manure across the land, resulting in greatly reduced greenhouse gases and air emissions compared to these giant manure factories, what I call CAFOs, confined animal feeding operation with those large lagoons just to store the 
tremendous amounts of waste. Just so you kind of get a picture, Factory Farms manure produces at least 100 times higher methane emissions than that same amount of manure distributed on open pastures if they're not cathode animals. If everyone in the United States ate only plant-based food one day a week and only pasture-raised animal products other days of the week, that small change alone would spare about 2.8 billion, not million, billion animals from factory farming annually, a 25% reduction in the number of animals that are factory farmed with far-reaching environmental benefits. Now, as I say, I don't like to get into politics, but even in the food chain, folks, incremental individual changes can add up to a big difference for both animals and the environment. But with global demand for animal products rising and food insecurity ever increasing, the onus cannot just be put on us individuals alone. Federal livestock subsidies have made conventional animal agriculture unnaturally cheap. Taxpayer subsidies for corn and soy-based chicken feed have artificially driven their prices down as much as 26 to 30% below production cost further driving down chicken production costs by at least 13% less than the actual market prices. We urgently need our government to stop propping up this disastrous system and redirect support to more humane, sustainable food and production methods. One policy solution that was proposed by uh, Senator Cory Booker uh, and Representative Roan Khanna is the Farm System Reform Act, FSRA incidentally, federal legislation that would phase out factory farming by stopping the expansion or construction of new large CAFOs and hold the industry accountable for the harms done to the local communities and farmers. The FSRA would also provide federal support to farmers who transition to higher welfare, pasture-based production, and growing fruits, vegetables, and other crops in addition to their animal farming and ranching. So as a really probably pretty bad pun, it's time to stop leaping from the frying pan into the fire and rethink our food system, folks. There's gonna be eight billion of us we've gotta feed. Think about that number. Through personal and political action, we can move toward a food system that values animals, people, and, duh, our planet. Every time we pick up a fork, we can vote for the protection of our planet and the creatures that share it with us. Or we can vote for cruelty and an eventual climate disaster. It's up to you. I encourage you to use your voice by contacting your members of Congress to urge them to co-sponsor and pass this Farm System Reform Act, which is there to help create a healthier future for our planet and everything living here, of course, us, but also including all the plants and animals we depend on to exist here. And finally, I should mention here that even though we are having a heck of an inflation rate, 8.2% of them I just heard today, and a lot of that is actually uh, affecting our food sources. Here's something that people don't realize. The United States, even with this inflation, feeds themselves, their children, and our entire society for less percentage per capita than any other nation on this earth. Canada gets pretty close to us, but we are basically per capita the least expensive uh, consumers of food money-wise in the world. 
Folks, there are people that live in, in, in third worlds, uh, may use Mexico since I've been to Mexico hundreds of times, that pay 30%, 40% of their income each week or each month, however you want to call it, just to feed their family. Even with inflation and everything, folks, we're around 10 or 12%. We spend the least amount per capita of the, in, of the amount of money we make of anybody in the world. Now, that doesn't make it sound cheap to us, but we really, really are still very fortunate in what it takes to feed our families. But that doesn't mean we can't make it better for the environment and less expensive for us if we just take care. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Batters.